It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. This is your, is it our last follow-up of the year? I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> I, think I, it I, I, I think it is. I think okay. it's the last All one right. of the year. So we're, we are off next week for the holidays. Uh, this is our last follow-up of 2021. And uh, we're going to see how this goes. It's going to be kind of a, well, it's going to be a shit show because we had, uh, we've had a, just an interesting morning. Got some family stuff going on. I had to leave for a little while. Then Zach ended up canceling his babysitter. And then, so then he couldn't get back. and. Just me and Mike, you guys left us, uh, I don't know, four questions on the follow-up thread. The interview style uh, episodes don't garner a lot of questions. Right. So it's just me and Mike here today. We're doing a Facebook Live. We're going to see how it works. And I can see on that device that there are questions coming in that I don't see on this device. So we'll see. we'll see how this works. Uh, but it's just me and Mike in the studio. It's going to be Facebook live. We've got a few questions that you guys sent us beforehand. And then we hopefully have some live questions here in just a little bit. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Mike has questions that he's pulled from the the depths of the interwebs that you guys have sent us to ask. I'm going to real quick just buzz through. We're going to give the Facebook Live a little minute to update. Uh, I'll just real quick do a kind of an update here. Uh, I saw uh, Lisa Bratt, who is uh, the person who brought us Pablo's case. Uh, that's that's his his lady friend is in here. Says hello, and she says it's her and Pablo. So I'm guessing she's on the phone with Pablo. Uh, we got we got Katina Carter, we got Pamela Westby, uh, Kate Harrell, uh, and we got questions coming up for you guys. Robin Cragen. It's my computer's really, really, really screwing me up right now. So <laughs> see how. Will this help if I go to this view? Good. Yeah, except for I can't see that. Uh, your chat should be on the right now, right? Yeah, but it's nothing there. Well, while we work that out, uh, Mike, let's go ahead and go through uh, the questions that you have from the internet. All right, sounds good. Our first question comes from Lori. Bob, are you planning on going to CrimeCon in Las Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's still up in the air. To be honest with you, I haven't been invited yet. I was talking to another podcaster on True Crime Bins the other day, and um, 
they said they hadn't got their invite yet, so I don't know if they haven't sent stuff out yet. Usually we have codes by now. I think um, uh, the captain told me that they had sent him a code, so I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things shake out between now and then. Probably, probably I would say, but but not positive yet. Vegas should be a good time. Yeah, Vegas is a Vegas is always a real good time. All, however, the last time we went to Vegas, everything was last March. This March, uh, Becky, myself, my cousin, and his wife all went to Vegas, and it was. Uh, Everything was shut down. It was hard to find a place to eat, and we came back with COVID. So, so I don't know if I don't know how excited Becky is for uh, another Vegas crime con trip, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got one from Kelly. She wants to know ketchup or mustard. Ketchup or mustard? Well, um, my wife would say, who's I think in the chat right now, that I am a hillbilly because I'm a I'm a ketchup person myself. And people, it's embarrassing sometimes, right. you know, when you order like a Chicago dog. That's put, a big deal, ordering ketchup on a Chicago dog. Yeah, or any hot dog, you know. Yeah. You're, Why any? No, not any hot dog. Like a Michigan, a classic like Michigan style hot dog would have I don't ketchup know. and mustard you on it. Remember when our friend Nate had that hot dog stand and mm-hmm. he said that only children under 12 were allowed to have ketchup on their hot dog? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, they had a sign on this thing. Okay. <laughs> You uh, you're a mustard man. I'm both, both. But like, if I get a Chicago dog, which I love those, um, I'll do only mustard because I'm a purist like that. A purist, right? I just I despise mustard, so it's never mustard. It's always ketchup for me. Thanks for that uh, in depth, riveting question, Kelly. <laughs> All right, this one was pulled from Twitter from Toby. Great to hear some good news in Jamie's case, Jamie Snow. Given that there are now thousands more pages of documents associated with the case, will you be reopening season seven? We may be able to make more progress with actually solving Bill Little's murder. That's not in the plans for, for right now. That stuff's still being reviewed by his attorneys. I don't know if they're allowed to, to give out access to that just yet. Um, but right now, uh, Jamie's attorneys are, are filtering through all that and coming up with a strategy. So that's that's not something we're going to jump in right now. Plus, you know, we're we're deep deep into what's going to be season twelve right now, um, and I'm just not going to shift gears off of that case until until we've completed our work there. So, I mean, I, my guess is the majority of 2022 is going to be spent on season twelve once we get going, and then we'll see where we're at from there. And of course, we'll always give you updates on all the cases if there's any updates to give. What's the viewer count at, Bob? Uh, viewer counts at 28. Got 28 watching. Climbing. Okay. Brian says, do you think Jamie has a better shot of a new trial due to Brady violations or testing evidence that might find out who truly committed this murder? I don't know. I, I think that most likely he would get a new trial based on hopefully some Brady material that's found in in that discovery. I know they are trying to do some testing. I Personally, I just don't. Gas station, you know, that, that crime was tough for the, those of you that remember, you know, it seemed like it was a pretty quick event. Uh, Bill Little was, was shot in a gas station. There are you know hundreds of people in and out of the gas station every day. So I think it will make it pretty tough to get any forensic evidence out of there. But I know that his attorneys have some testing they want to do that's very specific. So it's hard to say either way. I just hope one way or another, Jamie gets to go home and have a proper Thanksgiving dinner. All right. This one's from Kathy. Have you spoken with Liz Rose lately? And is there any news on her mom's case? She thinks about her every day. I talk to Liz all the time. I mean, we we're friends, so we we chat 
uh, you know, at least every couple of weeks, if not, if not less, you know, more frequently than that. Uh, I haven't heard any updates on her mom's case lately. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. I know Kathleen Zellner's working on that and I think she keeps things pretty close to the vest on that with what she's doing. But, but Liz is, Liz is doing well. Um, there are some things, some things happening. It's not my information to share, but hopefully sometime soon. I'm, I'm hoping to have Liz on one of these bonus episodes to kind of update us on what's going on with, with her mom's case, uh, sometime throughout before I'm looking at probably a February launch for season 12. I have another trip planned to go back out to the desert and do some more work on the case, uh, January 8th through the 13th. And then after that, you know, I'm hoping within a few weeks of that, that we'll be ready to launch into season 12. So we've got probably another four, four or five more bonus episodes to get through. We're going to hear from Jesse Eldridge right after the, um, uh, right after we get back from our, our holiday break and then a few more. So hopefully Liz will be one of those and she'll be able to update us on that. All right. This one's from an email from listener Sally. Since they've been involved and implicated in three or four truth and justice cases, is there any way to get the Harris County detectives or a representative on for an interview about their role in convictions in the Melgar, Jeff Lee, Velez, and Raby cases? I wish, but I highly doubt it. You know, I put an interview request for a lot of the, you know, the DAs and the and some of the detectives that have worked, and no, but nobody's interested. I, I would, I would be shocked if any of them wanted to talk to me uh, after what's been exposed on the podcast. You know, the only time we've ever had that happen was when Colleen Barnett did it. She obviously that didn't go well. She was caught up in a bunch of lies. Pretty sure that didn't go over too well with with her boss. So I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if any of them would uh, would come on the show. All right. No, uh, no comments from anybody saying it's frozen, right? We're nope. in good shape. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Getting right to the end. Right here. to the end okay. of the list. Yeah. Angela says, I keep hearing about Brady material. Could someone explain that to me? Yeah. So uh, Brady is a Supreme Court ruling. I believe it came out of Maryland. The case is Brady versus Maryland. And essentially Brady material is is anything. So or a Brady violation is. So the the prosecution is required by law to turn over all of their evidence, including any and all exculpatory evidence to the defense prior to trial. Any evidence that they were they would withhold, for example, in Charles Raby's case, you know, when they, you know, the, the the DNA testing or the fingerprint testing was conclusive and they and they had a match for it. But then they went to they had their expert go to trial and say that, you know, it was inconclusive and they had no match. The fact that they withheld the, that true information is uh, is a Brady violation. So a violation of Brady versus Maryland is any time that the prosecution did not share some material exculpatory evidence with the defense. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, our last couple questions are from listener Claire. First, she says, when you're at home working on a case, what's a typical day like? Well, it depends on the day. So, you know, things have changed. Mike has been working remotely every day, but Wednesday since, gosh, what, March, March. of 2020? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it, it, well, and for a while there was all remote for about six months when kind of the world shut down. We sent Mike home and, you know, kind of learned how to work remotely. And then once things started to open back up again, we had gotten a pretty good system down to where, you know, Mike lives about, what's his drive, about 40 minutes? Yeah, about 40. Yeah, so he's he's got about a 40-minute drive to work, and we kind of got to where it wasn't really necessary for him to drive down here, so he stayed home. So that kind of changed things up a little bit, how we do things. And, and so it, it's it's more like a week. So so on Mondays, uh, the first thing I do is so we have ads for both Truth and Justice and True Crime Binge. So I write all the ad scripts, read the ad copy, do any admin stuff that I need to do on those days. Typically, Mondays and Tuesdays are when I record interviews for True Crime Binge. But Monday is pretty busy with doing ads, doing admin stuff, doing paperwork. Usually, I'll have an interview for True Crime Binge. Tuesdays, I usually also have another. A lot of times, I'll have an interview for True Crime Binge. And then the rest of the day is usually spent. Now, it, again, it depends where we're at. So like right now, we're in the pre-production phase for season 12. So I have uh, I have case I have thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of case materials that are all indexed in a way that they're pretty tough to figure out um, or to get to sort. So right now I'm you know all that free time is spent moving those files, renaming them, and organizing them so I can find things. Also reading through trial transcripts, and then Wednesdays are the day that Mike and Zach are usually here. And so there's prep for the follow-up. We record the follow-up. We go to lunch. And then after that, usually it's right back into doing case materials. And then Thursday and Friday are, as of now, in pre-production is all organizing and researching and prepping for our next case. Now, once we're in the heart of a season, usually it's a little different. On Tuesdays, um, Tuesdays I'm doing research. I'm trying to figure out what the subject is going to be for this week, that week's episode. I start researching that and cross-referencing and getting all my documents together. Again, Wednesday's the follow-up day. Thursday, I start organizing all that into an outline, and then I'll start writing the script. Ideally, on Thursdays, I finish writing the script by the end of the day. And then Friday morning, I then record it, send it out through Dropbox off to Mike, and then Mike picks it up from there and starts editing. And then along the way, you're every day editing constantly, right? Right, keeping a uh, keeping up with the workflow, the workload, because um, there's always something to be done. And you know, it's always best to try and, and get as far ahead as possible. So yeah, any given day, I've got one or two edits to do on one of the multiple shows that we're working on, uh, and that actually ties into Claire's last question, which was. Also, Mike, do you edit or produce any other podcasts uh, that I could tell you guys about? Both Truth and Justice episodes and then True Crime Binge are what I'm working on right now exclusively. Um, I've 
edited pretty much everything that Bob's done and that we've done a lot of different podcasts over the years. Uh, and then a couple side projects I was working on, but yeah, I, I pretty much right now I'm just doing the three, but I'm, I'm always kind of juggling those projects around too. So, um, but yeah, it's just keeping up with everything right now. It's good to just have the three to work on and stick with that. Yeah. Especially because with true crime binge, there's, you know, I said we record usually a couple a week and so they're always pretty far out. So Mike always has a backlog of true crime binge episodes to keep edited and get those, those out and ready. And then those ads I told you about to record that Mike has to edit those and you do all the, you know, the, all the back, back end stuff on that, doing timestamps and stuff for, yeah you know, so we, we've got a pretty good workflow and then, and then Fridays, Mike sends the episode after he edits it off to Shane, Shane puts in the music, sends it back to Mike and Mike edits. We definitely don't have an eight to five, you know, we do, we do, but then there's Saturdays, Mike's publishing episodes. I'm, uh, my wife will tell you that I'm, I'm always at work because, you know, anytime I'm dealing with anyone, um, in a different time zone, you know, in the last few weeks, I've had several 8 PM, 9 PM, 10 PM interviews. So I might be able to go inside for a little bit and then I got to come back out and, and do interviews. So there, there's just always stuff going on. It's just busy all the time. And that's, that's all we got for those questions. That's all we've got for, yeah, for, for the outline, but there are a few questions on uh, Facebook here. Yeah. So we'll go through those. Hopefully you guys, we're going to get, you'll have enough here to be going for a little while. I'm just going to start right at the top and just give some shout outs. So we got uh, Robert, Robin Cragen says, Hey, what's up, Robin? Beth Shields was one of the first ones on says, hi, how's it going? Uh, our friend Rachel, she's actually a local friend says sup nerds. That's not nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Regina Davis says, hi guys. And then I said, Lisa Bratt says hi from me and Pablo. What's up, Lisa? Kate Harrell says, hello. Uh, my wife again with the face palm emoji, which is also not nice. <laughs> uh, Lisa wants to know where my fur baby is. He's in the house. So my studio is, I just showed you guys a studio. This is one room of basically I had a, when we bought this new house two and a half years ago, there's a, we have an attached garage and there's a big detached garage, which I broke out. So the front half of it, everything behind this wall behind me is, is my workshop. It's a, my son parks his car there side by sides out there. And that's where I, where I spend my weekend fixing shit. Like when Becky's car broke last week. And then back here, we have a little kitchenette. We've got the studio and then we've got our offices are all in the back half, but it's separate from the house. So fur babies in the house, although Mac does like to come out and hang out with me in the office sometimes. Robin says, Hey guys, I have to teach. I have to go teach soon. But happy to have caught you here for a minute. Oh, that's not a question. Camera going in and out. There we go. Robin wants to know, what do you guys have planned for the holidays? Uh, you have more than more than me. You're going out of town. Yeah. Uh, so with my family, we do uh, early celebration of Christmas and Thanksgiving um, on the same day in November before grandma goes to Florida for the rest of the year. And then I'll be doing New Year's uh, with the uh, in-laws at their place. So, Which is in a whole different state. Yeah. And we don't have much going on. Like I mentioned, we've got some family things going on right now. So it's going to be a very, very chill holiday season for us, we hope. But not a whole lot going on. My kids go, uh, it's their mom's year for Christmas this year. And she's from Colorado. That's where we met out there in college. And so my boys leave. Um, Saturday, which when you guys see this will be tomorrow, 
on the or hear this. It'll be tomorrow. They're they're heading to um, Colorado for the week. So they won't even be here for Christmas. We'll do our kind of big Christmas when they get back. Uh, Kate wants to know any updates on Sandy Melgar's case. Like I said, that's you know I talked to Liz a lot. I, I'm assuming there's nothing huge going on right now because I think she would tell me. Um, but uh, again, Zellner's still on the case. Uh, I know they they kind of got the conviction integrity unit involved. I don't know what exactly is going on with it, but again, I'll have I'm gonna try to have Liz come on uh, if she's feeling up to it sometime in the next couple of weeks to hopefully update us. Uh, Katina says, "Hey, what's up, Katina?" Uh, Beth wants to know: Is Jamie Snow in good spirits? He seems to be. Jamie's just uh, he's just one of those guys that always tries to be positive. I know, you know. Tammy uh, Alexander, you know, who's in contact with him all the time. I'm sure she get. I'm sure there are ups and down days, and, and that's you know. Thank, thankfully, he has he has Tammy to go through that with. Um, but as far as for me, every time I've talked to Jamie, he's always got a positive spin on things. You know, I, I asked him in that interview how he does it, and he just says, "Well, he, you know, one thing is he knows he's innocent, and the other thing is, and it was a good point. He said, I don't have a choice." You can either sit here and be miserable or sit here and keep hoping. And that's that's where Jamie's at. Uh, uh, Ellen wants to know, which episode is this for? Is it Jamie? Because you kind of said Ed. Oh, whoops. Yeah, it's for, well, these follow-ups are just kind of, you know, like Mike said, for interviews, we don't get a lot of questions because they're, they're just discussions. So um, they're for all. it's for everybody. It's for all of them. Uh, Brian Blanchett says, hey, Bob and Mike, what's up, Brian? Then uh, Jennifer, who I like to refer to as my J-Lo, um, the, our Jennifer Jennifer Lopez, who is one of our longtime listeners, uh, is very active, uh, says hi to Ellen, not to us. <laughs> so hi, yeah. Ellen. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for that. Erica Cantor, who is uh, one of our transcribers and also um, she is our production manager for True Crime Binge, uh, just letting us know that the feed is still working. Now J-Lo says, hey, Bob and Mike, after she said hi to Ellen. Uh, all right. Now Ellen's got a question here, I think. What I learned from Jamie's case and the most recent case on Undisclosed is that the defendant convicted is not entitled to discovery, only the attorney at, at the trial. So if they're in jail or deceased or won't give them up, there's no way to get discovery for post-convictions. What are your thoughts about that? You know, I'm dealing with a state right now. Now, that's not the case in some places. In in Texas, for example, we're pretty easily able to get discovery. Uh, the entire case file becomes public record as soon as the case is adjudicated. Um, but there are there are states out there where uh, I don't think Illinois won. I don't remember where I was on the uh, an addendum for. Robbie's latest case, can't remember what state it's from, but I know they dealt with it there. I'm dealing with it with the uh, the state that I'm working on for season twelve. And I, I think it's I think it's bullshit is what I think. I, I don't think that it's right that uh, a police agency or a, a prosecutor's office can just withhold whatever they want to. Basically, they pick and choose what they use at file. You're or they use at trial. You're supposed to trust that they gave you everything that they were that they were supposed to give you and then you're not entitled to get the, the the discovery afterward to find out unless you fight for it now i did hear and i don't have the details on this but some of the people connected to the season 12 case were telling me they believe they were just recently 
a Supreme Court ruling that came out that that now entitles people to post conviction discovery, um, and it's a a route that we're taking for the for the season twelve case. But yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I I, I always say all the time it drives me crazy that our system our system is designed that what happens when you go to trial is designed for you to be. It's designed as though the prosecution is the underdog. You know, they get to make their opening statements. They get the final word in the closing arguments, you know, and they're the ones that hold all the cards. They have the investigative materials and they're just supposed to turn it over. And the whole idea is, well, the person's innocent until proven guilty, all the burdens on the prosecution. But the reality is most people, when the police put somebody, when they arrest somebody and the prosecution is trying them, most people, most jurors actually have a preconceived notion that they believe that they're guilty and they have to prove their innocence, which is not the way it's supposed to work. But it really, it really tilts the scales really heavily, in my opinion, to the prosecution. So I'm hoping that that if that Supreme Court ruling is accurate and and that's a thing that it it goes through because you know it's it, it's a hard enough fight when you have all the materials. It's even worse when you you don't have everything you need to fight back. Uh, moving on, we got uh, Katina says, "Love Jesse. Glad he's moving back to the old unit." Yeah, that was an update we just got. Um, so Jesse had been, um, transferred out of his unit where he had been, I think he was, he was in the Hughes unit. He was transferred to the styles unit. He's been there for a while. Uh, I know he wasn't, he's not happy being there. And then we just got word that he's being sent back to the Hughes unit. So, so that's good for Jesse. I mean, Jesse's frustrated. You're going to hear from him, uh, again, after the first of the year, it'll be our next main episode after this weekend's main episode. And it's, uh. I was going to tell you, it's a it, it's a bummer. It kind of is is a look at the reality of what a wrongful conviction does. But it's definitely not an Ed and Kim give you all the happy feels interview. It's 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 a downer. But I think it's something that we all need to hear. Beth wants to know why do you only have the two shows now, which is Truth and Justice and True Crime Binge. Says so she says I love the Disgruntled Moms podcast. What happened with it? Yeah, people don't realize. People don't realize how hard it is to put together a podcast on a weekly basis. And we see a lot of, not just with, with some NBI shows that we put out, but um, you just see it a lot in the space where people have this idea, they start the show, it starts going, and then it's it's every week and it's scheduling. Disgruntled Moms, you were dealing with five women that were kind of scattered around, you know, they weren't all in the same place. They were dealing with schedules, and and I don't know. I haven't talked to Sam in a while. I, she lives in Texas. I don't know if they plan to bring it back. They they kind of took a hiatus and then just haven't, I guess, had the the energy to come back from that. Um, kind of same thing was true with Hustling and Heels. They ran into scheduling issues. Um, Shane uh, was doing the root note, uh, got really busy. Shane's doing a ton of film work now. And it's just keeping him really busy, and he just doesn't have doesn't have a lot of time to do stuff anymore. For us, you know, we had um, off duty, which was fun, but it just it was taking away from time away from the work that we were doing on Truth and Justice. Zach and I were doing Bob and Weave, and that was you know we we really liked doing that. But then with the lockdowns and kids being at home, and it's just you know it, it just didn't work out. Mostly with Zach's schedule, I'll blame it on Zach. He's not here. There you go. Yeah. You know, it used to be on Wednesdays when the guys would come in, we would, you know, we'd come in, we'd knock out the follow-up in the morning, we'd grab some lunch, come back from lunch, and then we would record Bob and Weave every Wednesday. 
Uh, but then it got to be, you know, our kids were home in lockdown and Zach's wife's working from home, but the kids are home with her. So he needed to go back and help with that. And it just, and then we started true crime binge. And then, and then so then we also have to think about the amount of time that Mike has uh, to edit. Um, to, so to throw another one on top of them. So it, it, it just gets tough, but um, I'm with you. Honestly, of all the other shows we had on the network, um, Disgruntled Moms is my favorite. Is one of the sh- one of the shows that I would listen to every week. Those ladies are hilarious, and I hope they come back. I'll have to ask Sam about that. So that uh, if you were here at the beginning when I showed you guys around the studio that um, that baseball jersey, um, Sam Paul or uh, Dave Pauly's baseball jersey, that is Sam's husband uh, that uh, used to play for the Mariners. All right, here we go. Moving down. Kelly says, where's lunch today? Well, Kelly was sweet enough. Kelly, and you know this. You were sweet enough. She sent us, did you know this? Sent us yeah. a $100 gift card to Wings, et cetera. I didn't know it was for $100. Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you. And uh, Zach's not here today. So I say we go live it up at Wings. You know, we just, we order everything on the menu. Yeah. I, it's it's hard to spend $100 at Wings, et cetera. I think we could do it. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> it's hard, especially right now, Mike and I are both on kind of a drinking hiatus because yeah. uh, we're tired of being out of shape. Um, but if we were, dr- if we, if we were drinking, yeah, we could yeah, get there quick. Yeah. Yeah. We could have a hell of a time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm pretty hungry today. I didn't, I haven't had breakfast yet, so we'll probably, so, so the, the whole thing about if, if you're our Patreon people know there's an argument every single week about where we're going to lunch and, uh, and Zach hates going to wings, et cetera, but that's usually where we end up going. Yeah. It's just me and Mike today. So that's probably where we'll go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Kim Ates is in here. She says, hey, guys, hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, Kim. Thanks Merry for joining Christmas. us. Uh, Erica wants to know where Zach is. Uh, go back to the beginning, Erica. We already explained that. <laughs> no, if you, if you missed the beginning of it, for those of you that are on the chat, I just I I had complications this morning, had to leave, told Zach to stay home. Then I was able to get freed up and come back. And by then he had canceled his babysitter, so he can't be here. Uh, from J-Lo, my J-Lo. She says, thank you. Hit it on the head on the hit. <laughs> she says, I think you hit the head on the nail when you mentioned maybe issues with the cops having a relationship with Ron and Shorty in some capacity, whether they're playing them off or they're CIs or something. So she's referring back to season 11 from Pablo Velez's case. Um, yeah, there was the weirdness there. I, I don't know what's going on with that. But there, it, there's definitely seems to be a, a obvious effort on the police part not to go after Ron Strandberg. I don't understand it, but I don't think that's out of the question at all. Uh, Brian Blanchett says, "Wishing you guys a merry Christmas. We should go to Hacienda sometime to eat." <laughs> <laughs> Brian's another uh, Patreon subscriber and knows that we <laughs> the one time we went somewhere else. Zach couldn't go to lunch. Mike and I went to Hacienda, which is a local Mexican restaurant, and had a horrible experience, and now we're never going back again. Lori says, are you avoiding the crime con question? No. Uh, no, I just – I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I'm invited. They've been weird with me for a while ever since I kind of I kind of was uh, shared some of the 
me being a little unhappy with them. I don't hear much from them. So I, I, I have no idea. Um, Mary Adams says, hi, Bob and Mike. Love y'all. Oh, we love you too, Mary. Mike, tell Mary you love her. Love you. <laughs> uh, Erica says, Merry Christmas to the whole family. Thanks, Erica. And then uh, Marcy's upset that we're doing a live while she's working. Uh, oh, Lisa Bratt's got some information for us. She said, Ron Strandberg's ex-girlfriend has a brother who is HPD. And he can't stand Ron. Well, they all, well I was going to say that having the brother that has HPD, that could explain some of it, but apparently they're not buddies. Uh, Ellen says the undisclosed case and unreasonable discovery laws in New Hampshire, as well as Illinois, apparently. Okay, that's what we were talking about earlier. Uh, some of these, I think that people are talking to each other. J-Lo says he explained the law. It's because in the past, gang members were getting their discoveries and obtaining witness info who testified against them and then went after them. So they made the law. They made that law to keep the discovery from them, but it needs to be fixed. Okay. So that's, I guess that's the reason why some of those laws exist, why they won't give you post-conviction discovery, trying to protect witnesses. Yeah. That's kind of a double-edged sword there because you know, the, the innocent folks need it to try to get themselves out of prison, but it also makes sense that they need to protect people. Sue says, loving the loving the updates on past cases. Can't wait for the new season case. Me neither. I'm really excited to dig into it. Darren says, will you have research? Name is escaping me. Co-host a Friday follow-up. Is that going all the way back to off-duty? Research Ryan? It sounds like it. I don't research really know. Research Ryan? Yeah. Ryan's, Ryan's busy. Ryan, Ryan's working in a nuclear plant now. He hasn't got time to mess around with us. No, he's, <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Uh, Kelly says Zach fired Kelly for giving the wind, et cetera, gift certificate. <laughs> so we need to wait for him. Uh, we will, we will definitely save the, <laughs> save. we'll save the gift certificate for when Zach is here. Uh, and it looks like we are, we'll give it a couple more minutes. Uh, well, we'll do a little housekeeping. Sorry. For those of you that are on live, I'm sure this is fun for those of you that are listening. Sorry. It's not so much, but, uh, again, there's, uh, it's been some pretty extenuating circuit. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to do an episode today. So, but luckily we were able to get this, at least get this out to you guys. Uh, I will share with you what we got coming up um, for the next couple of weeks. So we have one more episode for 2021. That's going to be this Sunday in two days. And in this episode, I was able to secure an interview with Mara Leverett, the author of the devil's not uh, she has stayed very much involved in the West Memphis three case and is currently uh, doing some open records requests, trying to get some new information out. And she's been pretty successful with it. She came on the show with me. I interviewed her yesterday. So that will be Sunday's episode. And then we're going to have a week off. So next week, there's no main episode. There's no follow-up episode. Mike's going to be traveling. We're going to you know take the week off, spend some time with our families. And then we'll be back the week after that. Uh, so the next episode will be the follow-up. I don't have the date in front of me, but it'll be you know first week in January. Uh, we'll probably do another live like this, but it'll be um, a YouTube live the week of January 8th. So I think it's like January. It'll be the, the follow-up episode that's on the 14th of January, which will be the second episode after we come back after the holiday break. And in that episode, we'll be doing a YouTube live, I think, because I'm going to be out in the desert working. Uh, and so we'll be doing the follow-up remotely via Zoom, which we're able to pretty easily connect as long as we got decent internet to um, to YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to the Truth and Justice podcast YouTube channel, you might want to do that and set your turn your notifications on so you'll get the notification when we go live there. 
And and so that's it. So well, it's kind of a, a, a wrap up for 2021. Um, we appreciate all of you. It's been you know these last couple of years have been have been pretty tough for us navigating through through all this pandemic and you know we've been very blessed to be able to continue doing so and you guys um continue have continued to support us and tune in every week just want you to know how much we 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 genuinely truly appreciate that all of your love and support and and we've got uh just we've got a few more weeks after we come back i would say again i would say after the new year probably four maybe five bonuses before we launch into season 12 and then it's going to be time to get your notebooks ready and focus in. We have thousands and thousands of pages of discovery uh, for this case that we're going to be working on. It's a incredibly complex and interesting case. I believe it absolutely is a is a horrible injustice and a wrongful conviction. And uh, we're going to start that fight in February. Uh, so just hang with us to these next this next six weeks or so, and then we're going to get started. Make sure you tune in on Sunday to hear my interview with Mara Leverett. And with that all being said. I think we can we can call that a wrap for 2021, Mike. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning into this. And uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Friday for them. Wednesday for us. Right, right. Uh, that was for the live folks. But yeah, for, for the <laughs> podcast, have a great Friday. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing, and all music for the show was created and composed by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by Zach Weaver, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kaywood Yomnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, Erica Cantor, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd really like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels on Patreon that include access to behind-the-scenes videos of the tapings of our Friday follow-up episodes, ad-free versions of all of our episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts and hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a 5-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, Truth and Justice Pod. Just click the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in the investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found at BobRuffTruth. Mike can be found at Murb Gaming, M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G, and Zach is at Z to the Q. 
And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, and tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Mike Bussing. And this has been Truth and Justice.